Soundstripe. Hey, all you Gen Xers, welcome back to Rewind in 1984. Dust off those trapper keepers, buckle up, flux capacitors charged, and get ready because this week we're going to take a look back at the second week of February in 1984. But first, let's take a look at what is going on in the charts in 2024. On the Billboard Music Charts, at number 10, Snooze from SZA, down from number 9. At 9, Red Rum by 21 Savage, down from number 10. At 8, Beautiful Things, up from number 15 from Benson Boone. At 7, Holding Steady, Doja Cat with Agora Hills. At 6, I Remember Everything from Zach Bryan, down from number 5. At number 5 this week, Greedy from Tate McRae, down from number three. At four, Holding Steady, Lose Control from Teddy Swims. At three, Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift, down from number two. So Taylor's not at number one this week, but her boyfriend does win the Super Bowl. So I guess she still had a pretty good time at the Super Bowl and a pretty good weekend. Watching the videos, my daughter sure did let me know it looked like she was having a really good time. Anyhow, back to the music. And number two, Jack Harlow, down from number one with Lovin' On Me. And at number one, Megan Thee Stallion with Hiss. This is a debut song. Can you believe songs can debut at number one these days? There's no more climbing up the charts and overcoming other songs nope they just debut at number one so i took the opportunity to see if a song that debuts at number one is worthy of such an accomplishment i can't play a sample of the song because there is no clean version the crux of the video is megan the stallion prancing around with not much of a top on and doing a whole lot of cursing same old recipe for songs of the day, an electronic beat that hopefully has a hook and catches the listener's ear. Let me try and share the creative lyrics of the number one song this week in 2024. I just want to kick this S off by saying, F y'all. I ain't gotta clear my name on an MF and thang. Every time I get mentioned, one of y'all B-A-N get 24 hours of attention. I'm finna get this S off my chest and lay it to rest. Let's go. So, so creative. Megan Thee Stallion's such a talent. And that's a song that debuts at number one this week in 2024. All right, let's rewind back to 1984. Let's look at the news of this week in 1984. 
The U.S. Marines withdraw from Beirut. Following increasing violence and attacks, President Reagan ordered the withdrawal of U.S. Marines from Beirut's International Peacekeeping Force on February 7th. This move marked a significant shift in U.S. foreign policy and foreshadowed growing instability in the region. The Winter Olympics in Sarajevo were going on, and the Super Bowl in 1984. The Los Angeles Raiders defeated the Washington Redskins 38-9 in Super Bowl which was played on February 12th. This was a major sporting event that captured national attention. This is the game, if you will remember, that Marcus Allen makes a run to the right, cuts back, goes left, and takes it the distance. I don't like either of those teams, which kind of resembled the Super Bowl this year, So, but this year's game appeared to be much better than what it was back in 1984. All right, how about on to the music of 1984? At number 10, down from number 6, Elton John with, I guess that's why they call it the blues. At number 9, holding steady, Christopher Cross with Think of Laura. At 8, up from number 10, Pink Houses from John Cougar Mellencamp. Something to see, baby, ain't that America? Home of the free, yeah. Little Pink Houses. John Mellencamp, originally known as John Cougar, before adding the Mellencamp, then dropping the Cougar from his stage name, is an American singer-songwriter, musician, and painter born on October 7, 1951 in Seymour, Indiana. He rose to fame in the 1980s with a series of albums and hit songs that blended rock, folk, and heartland rock influences. Mellencamp's music often reflects themes of blue-collar life, social issues, and the American experience. Early life and career beginnings consisted of Mellencamp playing music in his teens and quickly becoming involved in local music scene. He released his first album, Chestnut Street Incident, in 1976 under the stage name Johnny Cougar. Boy, he sure did like to change his name. Mellencamp's breakthrough came with the release of his fifth album, American Fool, in 1982, which is my absolutely favorite album of his it featured the chart topping singles hurt so good probably my favorite song of his all time and jack and diane the album's success propelled him to stardom and earned him widespread recognition mellencamp's music is characterized by its rootsy americana sound often incorporating elements of rock folk blues and country his songs frequently explore themes such as love life in small-town America, social justice, and personal introspection. Throughout the 80s and 90s, Mellencamp continued to release successful albums and singles, including Pink Houses, which we're talking about today, Small Town, Lonely Old Night, and Cherry Bomb. He's had multiple songs reach the top of the Billboard charts and has earned numerous gold and platinum certifications for his albums. Mellencamp's music has a significant impact on the American rock scene, has influenced generations of musicians. His honest, heartfelt lyrics and authentic sound have resonated with audiences across the world. Overall, 
Mellencamp is regarded as one of the most enduring and influential figures in American rock music. Known for his poignant songwriting, passionate performances, and commitment to social causes. All right, back to the song Pink Houses. Does anyone remember the MTV Pink House giveaway, which was a promotional event organized by MTV in 1984? The giveaway was tied to John Mellencamp's hit song, Pink Houses, which was released in 1983 as part of his album, Uh Uh-huh. The song Pink Houses is a reflection on American dream and the struggles faced by working class individuals. It references the image of pink houses that symbolize the aspirations and challenges of the American middle class. The lyrics highlight themes on social inequality, patriotism, and disillusionment. To promote the song and its message, MTV launched the Pink House Giveaway, offering viewers the chance to win a pink house, similar to the ones described in Mellencamp's song. The giveaway, of course, was around viewers mailing in postcards, and the lucky winner was chosen and was given the pink house. I don't recall who won this one. Um, I do know of a similar giveaway in 1984 that was revolved around postcards being sent in, getting to spend some time with the best rock band in the history of music. We'll talk about that one later on. All right, back to the countdown. At number seven, Running With The Night from Lionel Richie. It stays steady at number seven. At six, up from number eight, Genesis with That's All. At number five, a new entry into the top ten. At number 11 last week, Van Halen with Jump. I could go on about Jump and Van Halen and turn this whole podcast into a Van Halen podcast. As some people know that have heard me on the podcast and the podcast will rock with my friends over there. I am lucky enough to discuss Van Halen quite a bit over there, but not tonight. We've got plenty of time for that in the coming weeks. All right. At number four, yes, with owner of a lonely heart down from number two at number three, Staying Steady, The Romantics, Talking in Your Sleep. At number two, up from number four, Cool in the Gang with Joanna. And at number one again, Boy George and Culture Club with Karma Chameleon. All right, on to the movies. This week in 2024, the top 10 movies. At number 10, American Fiction, which is down from number 8 last week. At number 9, Dune, which was a re-entry of an older movie that had been out a while. At number 8, down from number 6, Mean Girls. At 7, Holding steady on the charts, anyone but you. This one's been around for a while, and for a comedy, seems to be doing really well at the box office. And again, my daughter saw it, loved it. And number six, The Chosen, down from number two. 
and number five, holding steady migration. And number four, no movement here, Wonka. And number three, the beekeeper. I did watch this one this week. It's an action thriller film starring Jason Statham, directed by David Ayer. The plot, Adam Clay, a retired hitman living as a beekeeper, seeks revenge on the criminals who scammed his friend Eloise, leading to her suicide. His actions draw him back into the world of his former organization, the Beekeepers. I think what I like about the script is the Beekeeper gets vengeance on a group of millennials that fraud the elderly for everything they have. I think we've all experienced computer fraud, whether through email or through the phone, where young computer people are trying to take advantage of the elderly. Kind of makes me mad that they go after the weak and probably those that are just trying to keep up with the technology. Really makes me furious. Anyways, there's also a plot twist where members of the government's family are part of the theft. Kind of sounds familiar with what the stories we hear in the media right now. All right, back to the countdown at number two, newbie Lisa Frankenstein, and number one for a second straight week, Argyle. The top 10 movies this week of in 1984, and number 10, dropping from number 7, Yentl, and number 9, making a quick exit out of the top 10, Hot Dog the Movie dropping from number 6, and number 8, Angel, and then the next 6 movies all fall one spot from the previous week. So at number 7, Sudden Impact, number 6, Weekend Pass, number 5, Never Cry Wolf, Number four, Reckless. Number three, Silkwood. Number two, Terms of Endearment. Yep, Jack Nicholson falls from the number one spot again. Sorry, Jack. And the new number one movie is a debut, Unfaithfully Yours. Warning, before falling in love, watch out for these symptoms. Violent attacks. Uncontrollable fits. And insane jealousy. Jealous? Jealous of what? Dudley Moore, Nastasia Kinski, Unfaithfully Yours. The film is a remake of a 1948 movie of the same name directed by Preston Sturgis. The 1984 version stars Dudley Moore, Natasha Kinski, and Armand Asante. The plot revolves around Dudley Moore's character, a renowned symphony conductor named Claude Eastman, who becomes convinced that his younger wife, Kinski, is having an affair. Fueled by jealousy and insecurity, Eastman concocts elaborate revenge fantasies while preparing to conduct a concert. These fantasies are predicted in the film with what tries to be funny and absurd. Mostly just absurd and not funny. I did waste time this week watching this one for the podcast and wish I had my time back. I think the movie probably tried to take advantage of Moore's popularity after Arthur and failed miserably. They tried the whole drunken laughter thing, which plays a little bit, but overall waste of time. And that's it for this week in 1984. I promise you the movies and music in the weeks ahead are going to kick it up several notches. So we will move forward and enjoy the ride. 
Look forward to talking at you next week. Don't forget to hit that like button on your listening platform and share with any Gen Xer that you think might be interested. We'll talk to you next week.